Hello, welcome back to the Diamonds of the Rough podcast. Back with Nate to do spreads. Uh, we had a pretty good week. You yes, know, sir. our parlay didn't hit. No, the 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 Bucks and the Niners really screwed that one. But I mean, hey, good week overall for the boys. Yeah, we went we went four and two. Both of us went two and one. Nate's at five hundred. Yes, I'm seven and eight on the year, but. I'm six and three in my last nine, if you want to look at it that way. There you go. And sh- shout out to Alec Pierce, by the way, uh, for saving that oh, for me on the, the Colts one. Absolutely saved you. That would have been another heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah but. One by two, two and a half spread. That would have been another tough one. But, hey, it, it happened, so let's let's go. Yeah. Just quick things about the, the games. The one – I lost the Niners one. My fault. Shouldn't have gone against the undefeated, you know? Wow. <laughs> now 6-0 and versus spread. Yeah. I was right that Denver was a lock, but I'm not too proud of it because... It got close there at the end. The way that first quarter went, I was expecting the whole game to go, where like you're like, oh, this Broncos offense, this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it for a quarter. And even in the... I just put out a Western Conference Predictions podcast. I say in the thing, I'm like... I told you guys Denver would be a lock because it was up 10 nothing, And then they just stopped. And oh, yeah. they're like, oh, no. Russ was cooking in the first quarter, and then it just – wheels fell off uh, after the first half. But, hey, still got the cover, so that's all that matters. Yeah. And then Brady being a terrible teammate, not going to Wednesday practice, not going to Friday practice, not going to Saturday walkthrough, and then yelling at his own line. Not looking throws good. He's missing pretty much. and. Just a just a tidbit. I think we should stay away from any Pittsburgh involvement because <laughs> it's it you can't you can't tell with them at this point. It's I'm like, one in three, or we we as a collective group, I'm including Bobby, are one in three whenever Pittsburgh's involved in the game. <laughs> as bad as they are. Yep. And they, yep. Uh, they, they, I told you they they screwed me on my survivor pick. I picked the Bucks there. Screwed me out of that. So I'm, I'm pretty, just, I'm pretty sure you even said in the pod you were like, "This probably isn't gonna hit" because I went with Pittsburgh last week and exactly they're just up and down. You can't, you can't predict them, I guess. But that's enough of an intro. The boys are looking red hot. We're trying to get some three and O's here. Trying to get some three and O's. That's the goal. Yeah. Starting at home, Arizona minus one and a half versus New Orleans. The Thursday night game has been stinkers. Yeah. Even though, since I'm like a psychopath, I loved the last Thursday game. It was it, it was almost like uh, you thought you couldn't get as bad as the Broncos-Colts uh, game. And then at halftime of the last week's game, you're like begging for the Colts and Broncos to get back out on the field. It's like, oh, my God. I'm kind of weird. Like, I kind of like those games. I'm like, at least it's close. And, and it makes every moment so crucial. Like even a three-yard gain, you're like, that's pretty good. Whereas, like you know, at Bills Chiefs, you'd be like, only three yards. Oh no, now it's second and seven. But in those yeah. games, it matters. Exactly that, and like just all of Twitter, whatever, just completely shitting <laughs> on the entire game. <laughs> just go going all in on Amazon. It's like, oh my god, it's yeah. It, it, they're definitely entertaining in in a way. Yeah. So I struggle with these Thursday night picks. I really do. I'm going to go New Orleans simply because Marquise Brown was kind of the one bright spot of Arizona, and now he's done. Yep. 
So that's what I'm going. New Orleans is kind of impressive a little bit versus Cincy last week. Yeah, yeah, they they had they had the lead for a lot of that game, then just couldn't tackle Jamar Chase. So you know they look good, and Arizona put up three points on one of the worst defenses in the league in Seattle. So yeah, I'm I'm also gonna go with the Saints here. You know, one and a half. It seems like they're the better team, and I've been saying for a long time that <clears throat> Cliff Kingsbury is a bozo, and I'm gonna keep saying it because he. He's just a so bad coach. He's got to be on the hot seat here soon, even though I know they just gave him an extension or something. The only plays that work on the Cardinals are not designed by Cliff Kingsbury. It's Kyler Murray going (laughs) improv. Those are the only plays that ever work. Exactly. Um, No, it's just him running around, making something out of nothing and tossing it up to whoever. And sometimes it works, but uh, yeah, it's it's not not working too well so so far this year. What I do want to say is I saw an interesting stat that, the Cardinals receiver Dorch, he leads the mm-hmm. league in average yards of separation by 0.4 yards. Really? Yeah. Maybe they should be using him a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it interesting, but yeah. we'll move on. Cincinnati minus six and a half at home versus the undefeated Atlanta Falcons with the Here spread. Yeah. I made the mistake last week of betting against them. Mm-hmm. The other tidbit is that the Falcons are three and zero when Mariota completes thirteen or more passes. It's another thing. Isn't it less than? Isn't it less? No, I think it's more. Oh, is it more? Okay, I thought it was something crazy that they, or maybe it's a t- or something like that. Something like that. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to live myself down, live with myself if I bet against them and they won again. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go with them. I'm going yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going there too. I'm going with Atlanta here. Uh, you know, undefeated against a spread. You want you want to see them keep it going, you know. And you know, the Bengals looked a little shaky against the Saints last week. They ended up getting a win, but you know, uh, you know, Atlanta here. Gun, I, you know, I, I think I know. I think they're gonna. Good? I think they're gonna be able to cover again and uh, keep this going. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going also with the Falcons. So, yeah, let's keep it rolling. The Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Next, uh, Baltimore home minus six and a half first Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Both teams really struggled. Yep. Baltimore is a three and three. That should be at least five and one. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe six and oh. Just I can't, believe. Can't hold those double digit leads, I guess. They can't hold those double digit leads. No. Um, Cleveland, they had they had a lot of injuries versus the pass last week, a lot of key injuries, but that defense just isn't good. Mm-hmm. So Baltimore minus six and a half. It's a touchdown to win. I know they like to choke their leads, and they're at home, which is where they choke their leads. Yep. And they haven't really been doing me right in these spreads. No. But I am going to go with them just because I think Cleveland is that bad. I really don't think they're good at all, and the injuries don't help. Yeah, I, I would agree here. You know, here we go again, uh, agreeing on a lot, but, you know. Uh, Worked last time, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Baltimore, like I said, they, they're a good team. They're one of the best teams in the AFC. They haven't really proved it uh, so far this year. But, you know, the teams that they've lost to, you know, the, the Giants are a good team, as, as we've seen. The Miami's a good team when they have Tua. 
So should be able to cover a touchdown here. And yeah, Baltimore should get back on track and be able to uh, pull it out against uh, a, a very struggling Browns team who has not looked good. And like you said, the defense has not looked good. So, yeah. Yeah. Next up, Dallas at home, minus six and a half versus Detroit. Going to have to go against what I said because at the beginning of the year, or it might have been week three, I was like, I'm going Detroit every week. I, I can't do it. I'm just throwing games at this point. So I'm going to have to go Dallas. I think Dak might be playing, even if he's not. Mm-hmm. It, the Lions defense is so bad that Cooper Rush can dominate. Now, yeah. I don't like how everyone switched up as Cooper Rush because he played a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> everyone switched up so quick. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think Dallas got exactly what they wanted because, you know, they, they came out uh, four, four or three and one, uh, and one, four and one with the Cooper Rush starts. So, you know, in the, the last game, he didn't play very well. So they can go back to their, uh, whatever, $250 man in Dak Prescott, you know. All along, it was going to be Dak. There was, really never going to be a chance that Cooper Rush was going to start, uh, in my opinion. But, you know, after that game, yeah, a lot of people just really switched up uh, and everyone w- wants Dak again, which I guess, I guess we'll they're, they're going to, he, he should be able to play because I think they said he was cleared to practice this week. So he should be good to go. Yeah. With, with Cooper Rush, I, I was one of the supporters in the sense of, like more don't rush Dak and like until he gives you like a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Like I wouldn't worry about it too much. That was more my thing. Yeah. Um, and he gave you a reason clearly. So now it's like, yeah, you go to Dak. Now Dak is a better quarterback. I, was, I don't exactly. think people were saying that. I think people were more saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it, which right. something to be said for that. But yeah, we're seeing some of the same thing going on in New England right now with uh, Zappy, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Well, we'll get to that when they come up, I'm sure. I, I, but in, in this game, I, I am going to go with the Lions uh, because Ooh. off the bye, you know, off that horrible showing against the Pats, I think they're going to really come out and uh, play better than, you know, better than they did last week. Uh, you know, they have that bye week. Dak's back, so, you know, he might struggle a bit uh, in the beginning, uh, getting back into back to speed, you know, getting all that, you know, just that report back with the wide receivers. So, and, you know, the, the Lions, excuse me, are, you know, even if they get down big, a lot of times they do get that backdoor cover. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised here if you see one of those backdoor covers. Uh, the six and a half is a tough number, but, you know, I, I could see that happening for sure. So uh, I'm going to go with the Lions here uh, to cover the spread. So Nate, Nate's got the Lions scoring 38. Um, okay. Definitely. <laughs> it, it will not be a uh, – uh, whatever you want to call it. A low-scoring low game. Yeah, yeah definitely no. not because, yeah, Dallas should be able to pass and do whatever on Dallas like every other team has been able to do so far. Yeah. All right, Washington at home, plus five and a half versus Green Bay. I'm tempted to make it a lock, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, two very poor games for them. 
Agreed. Yes, very. Or three. What was the one before that? The Pats. Right, yeah, and they barely beat. And they barely beat the Pats. Then the Giants. Mm -hmm. And now the Jets, right? Yep, got smoked by the Jets. What I I do want to say is I think people are looking at the QB thing a little too much when they compare those games because you do have to look and you have to say, okay, Pats was bad. Pats was definitely bad for sure, but the Pats defense is super good. Mm -hmm. And they scored 27 in overtime, which not great, but you're scoring. And they did win, which the other two they didn't. They did win. The Giants are 5-1, and and I think you have to call them legit. Yeah, Because – and I'm also the Jets, honestly, because they're four and two. I, I know they've been jokes for so long, but they're both their defenses are legit. Mm-hmm. The rookies they have are impacting the game massively. And they honestly play very similar to these Patriots teams without Brady, where it's just like Pop Warner style football. Yeah, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones are throwing 110 yards a game. But Man football. They're playing man football. They're they're making it like a rugby game out there. <laughs> the ball and playing defense. That's what they're doing, and they're doing it. They're doing it to perfection. So, Green Bay is now getting a very easy opponent. Don't really care that they're at home, and they have to beat them by at least a touchdown. Think it's very manageable. Yes, I'm gonna go with Green Bay here as well. They keep. I keep saying that they're gonna have a bounce back game eventually, a get right game, and they haven't been doing it. Um, but Washington seems like a team that you can have a get right game against, you know, they barely beat the bears last week and, you know, Carson Wentz is out. I like Heineke, but I don't think he's going to be able to get the job done against a great Packers defense, even though they haven't played uh, great the past couple weeks. So, uh, the Packers should be able to cover this here and get back, uh, to what, everyone thought they would be uh, before this, this stretch right here. So yeah, I'm also going to go the Packers uh, in this one. All right. Next up, Tennessee minus two and a half versus the Colts. Mm Going to keep it short and simple here. Just going to go Tennessee. They just got to win by a field goal. It's at home. They know it's a massive game. Believe it or not, I trust what they got more than what the Colts are doing because the Colts stuff has been a little scary, even though with Pittman and Pierce, the offense looked a lot better and maybe they get Jonathan Taylor back. But, you know, that backup running back looked like a almost a better fit. Jackson, yeah. he. What do you have, like 70 receiving yards, something like that? Yeah, 10 receptions, I think 92 receiving yards. They're not better without Taylor. I'm just saying I there's – Still early struggles, and the defense hasn't nearly been as good as I thought it would be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, I, I think I'm going to make this a lock. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Titans as well. Uh, I keep picking these AFC South games for locks, and you know they, they did me well last week. The Titans yeah. did me well a couple weeks ago. So – uh, again, Titans off a of bye. Um, Mike Vrabel, I don't know what his record is off a of bye, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty good. Um, Derrick Henry against this defense, 
should be able to uh, run the ball and cover this spread. And yeah, the, the Titans are the better team here. Uh, they, they've really recovered from that tough uh, first stretch of game. So yeah, should be able to cover the two and a half. And uh, yeah, I'm going with this as one of my locks. Okay. Two and a half. Next up, Jacksonville at home, minus two and a half versus the Giants we were just talking about. This is surprising. Which, to me, this is another one of those Vegas things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I called it a couple weeks ago with the Chargers, I believe, where it just doesn't make sense. Everything tells me that the Giants should be favored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are yeah. five and one. They have looked great. The Jaguars have choked some games. Turnovers seem to be an issue for them. But to me, Vegas knows something that we don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Jaguars because everything wants me to lock Giants, even call it a lock because yeah. of the spread. But I'm just staying away whenever some funky stuff's going on because that to me is funky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That Vegas has got to know something, and this, this may be a trap, but – I'm falling in the trap uh, because I, I, I'm not picking against the Giants, uh, especially with the Jags. So I'm going to go Giants here. You know, the Giants are just they seem no, no matter what happens in every game, they just seem to be able to pull it out. And the Jags, they they choked that game against the Colts last week. So, um, yeah, Giants, um, I'm going to take them here. Dable, coach of the year. Uh, I feel like mm. it's almost a lock at this point, right? I mean. Well, as long as they finish strong. Exactly, yeah. right. It, he's the clear favorite at this point. Um, so I, I think they're going to keep it rolling um, and definitely uh, be able to cover here. And I, they're going to win uh, against these Jags. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of think so. I'm just going with yeah, uh, no. It's definitely fishy. Something is up with that line. It, it usually works out for me when I think like that. So exactly. that, that's and just what I'm doing. Like but. I said, I'm going to fall in the trap. Uh, <laughs> here. All right. Carolina at home plus 10 and a half versus Tampa Bay. This is honestly one of the hardest games to pick because Tampa Bay has looked so bad. Mm-hmm. And Carolina is just not good at like anything. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. So it's, it's, you know, you're, you're going, it, it's 10 and a half. It, it is quite a hefty spread and a Tampa game. hasn't shown they can cover those kinds of spreads yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, PJ Walker at quarterback now. Might not even be him. You know, Jacob Eason came in last game. I don't, I don't know what the, uh, the injury is to, Walker, but if, if it's Jacob Eason, that's a that's a, should be an interesting one. Like DJ Moore gets nothing. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a quarterback. How long is McCaffrey gonna keep trying for this team until he gets traded? Yeah. It's a very messy situation over there. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I I can't possibly bet Carolina. I just can't do it. They're so bad. I will happily lose this if Tampa doesn't cover, but I just can't in my right mind bet Carolina. Like, I don't even know what they'll score. Like, 
I would bet max like six points is what they get. Oh yeah, they they're not gonna be able to push the ball against this Bucks D, and yeah, it, it, it's a big line. But you go you going Bucks though? I am going Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna go Bucks as well. This is very similar to the game last week uh, for the Panthers uh, in, in the Rams game. You know, it was I think that was a 10, 10 and a half point spread as well. Um, you know, they, they looked good in the first half. And then even even so, they still could not cover that huge number. So the Bucks are another team that I keep saying is going to have a bounce back game and cover the spread, but they don't. Um, but if, if any team is kind of like I said with the commanders and the Packers, if, if any team is able to break a slump for a team, it's the Carolina Panthers. So I'm going to go with the uh, Bucks and the points here as well. All right. Next up's my first lock. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Vegas minus seven and a half over Houston. Vegas is at home. To me, you know, Vegas just had the bye. Mm-hmm. I believe they did. Yeah. Yep. And they kind of just have to get going. Like their schedule is very easy for a while. Mm-hmm. This is where things have to figure out. They have to figure things out. I do think there's also there's been some issues, but they should have won that KC game. There were a lot of things that were looking really right for them. Yeah, Houston isn't a good team. Yeah. They're at home. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna pull this out. I don't know exactly what the score is gonna be, but they should win by more than a touchdown. Yeah, definitely. Um I'm going to make this a lock for me as well uh, with the Raiders. You know, like you, like you said, coming off a of bye, the, the Raiders are one of these teams that a lot of people said they could win a stacked AFC West at the beginning of the year. And, you know, I'm sure they still have a lot of those same uh, goals and they believe that they can still win the AFC West. And, you know, the Texans are not a good football team. They, Sneaked out a win last or two weeks ago against uh, the Jags. And, you know, you know, the, the Raiders should be able to get back on track here off of by uh, get, get something rolling. And yeah, like you said, they're up 17, nothing against the chiefs. They should be able to on the road too. Exactly. They, they should be able to easily handle this Texans team. That is just not a good football team. I think that was the first game you like saw the vision exactly you know and uh they just got to keep pounding it with jacobs you know he yeah that opens the play action up to get those Devonte deep bombs and it just it works yeah next up denver at home minus two and a half versus the jets the new york disrespect this week huh crazy yeah denver hasn't looked good <laughs> terrible russell Even wilson except for that did, first quarter i guess except for that first quarter <laughs> that, that was the vision. <laughs> exactly. Russell Wilson's dealing with a hamstring injury. He's probably going to play, but um, issue there. Running back issues. I'm not totally sure why they sat Melvin Gordon, but it won me fantasy because I was up three. There you go. He wasn't very sure either why he got matched. <laughs> Made no sense. Made absolutely no sense. Um, and I think that isn't a problem for that offense if you're not going to play him. Yeah, Latavius Murray looked all right, but I mean, 
you know, Melvin, Melvin Gordon could do the same thing, if not more. Exactly. Yeah. It's, to it's the weird. fumbles, but he didn't fumble in the game. So exactly. He's been in the doghouse for a little bit and he, he does have very big fumble issues, but that didn't seem to matter when Javante Williams was healthy and they were giving him carries. And now all they have is Latavius Murray and Mike Boone and they're choosing them over him. It's a, it's a mess over there. for sure. Yeah. But. I'm going to go Jets. I think their style matches up with the tough road game because mm. they're a very run-first offense. They hit on that Brees Hall pick. He's starting to be Absolutely. very good. Yeah. Wilson's doing his best limiting the turnovers, which this is the formula the Jets, Giants, and Patriots are following right now. Yeah. Run first, don't turn over the ball, rely on your defense and special teams, and mm. it's working for all three of them. It's that Northeast offense. <laughs> You're going to have sauce on sudden – so yeah. I think he's going to be shut down pretty well. And the rest of that Jets defense is pretty good to contain a struggling Broncos offense. The Broncos defense has been really good the whole year, to be fair. Yeah. I think that is something that people forget when they talk about the Broncos. Um, Definitely. I mean, they, they only let up 16 or yeah, 16 last night and then 12 the week before. And they one touchdown in the past two games and they're 0-2. Yeah, but I, I'm also picking the Jets because I'd be very happy if I lost this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get get the Pats up. The, it's, a, uh, it's a it's a win win for me. Exactly. Um, in this one, so originally I, I wrote all these game, games down on my phone. Uh, before this, originally I had the Jets, but I'm gonna switch it to the Broncos. It's the Jets are a very good team, and I, I doubted them last week as well, and they proved me wrong. But the Broncos need this win. The, the Jets had a lot going going into last week. You know, they had a lot of things that went their way with the rain. I think that really helped with their style of offense, that they style of football overall that they wanted to play. You know, they got that punt, punt block touchdown. Um, I'm not sure that all those things that they want that went their way in that game will go their way again in this one. And the Broncos, you'd think, you'd think they have to figure it out eventually. I, I, I don't know if they are, but I'm just going to take them here because they still are. Like you said, their defense has been really good. I think they'll be able to limit the Jets, uh, the Jets offense for sure who has looked good, but uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos here, right the ship a little bit. They could figure it out. To me, it's all on Wilson and the coach because exactly. I don't know what the coach is doing in overtime, doing two runs in a row. No. You know, like first runs of one yard, second and nine, you're going to run it again. They just don't trust him, it seems. They and the passing game. I also don't blame them. Like, yeah. what what play was it? It was like third and three, got to yeah. have it first down. The first drive, and, right? No, this is like end of the game. Oh, okay, okay. The first drive, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but it happened at the end. This is like, if they get this first down, they probably only need one more first down to get into field goal range and win the game. Yeah. It's like third and three. He tries to force this ball into KJ Hamler, which he underthrows, and Hamler doesn't have a chance to get it, really. It's also yeah. double teamed. And the tight end is just wide open for five yards with space to run. He's just, it, not, he's just not making the right decision. It, it was one of those passes where 
like the tight end was in his vision when he was throwing to Hamler. It's not yeah. like he had to look across the field. It's like he was right there. Mm-hmm. And he did do it in the first drive. Yeah, um, exactly. That was another one. But it's like he's just making stupid decisions. And it's like you're too old to be making stupid decisions. Yeah, and the, the whole thing about Russell Wilson, most of his career is he always made the right decision, aside from at one yard line in the Super Bowl. But yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll get past that. But, you know, it's – that, that was always a big thing about him is he made the right decision and he's just not doing it this year. It's, it's definitely weird. The one thing you saw a bit of, I'd say like half the time was his ability to create plays, you know, get out of sacks and make plays on his feet and throws on the run. He did attack. Like it was the first time all year we'd seen him do it. And he actually did do it um, a couple yeah. times, but for every time he does that, he just falls down for sacks three times. He just holds the ball on for too long. Exactly. He, he's got the me, me and my friends call it Matt Ryan disease. Uh, who Matt Ryan does that a lot as well. Yeah. Just hold the ball way too long, not throw it away, and just take a dumb sack. It's he's infuriating sometimes. No, he he doesn't look good. But we'll move on. Yeah. San Fran at home plus two and a half versus KC. Um. Casey coming off a loss to Buffalo at home, but I think every single person anticipated it. Yeah. Buffalo was getting their revenge. They just were. I was the only one that didn't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But hey, I didn't make it a lock though, so it doesn't even that, exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna go uh with Casey. I could easily see this being a bounce back game for San Fran where they go back to I shouldn't say go back. It's just San Fran needs to not go down multiple scores early. Yeah. Because it's looking like Jimmy G is the better quarterback for this team now. Mm-hmm. But he, th- that shoulder injury, along with all his other past injuries, is starting to add up. He doesn't have the same zip on the ball. Their offense is super one-dimensional, so when they need to get scores, Kyle Shanahan looks in his playbook and there's 80 plays of wide receiver screens to Devo. Like. Yeah. It's such a one-dimensional offense, and there's not – they never go for, like, big plays, which it's really hard to score a ton of points when you're relying on five-yard chunk plays to march all the way up the field. Exactly. Yeah. You and me were texting about this on Sunday. You know, the best game plan for the Niners is when they're up, and when they get down, it's very hard for them to, you know, get those chunk plays and – get back in the game quickly. So, uh, yeah, that was just – that was a tough one for them when they went down that quickly that early. It was just yeah. – it seemed like they had no chance, really. I don't even know if I want to say it's hard. They just don't design for it. Like, right. they they have nothing in their playbook for that, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense to me also because it's like, is this how you built your offense around Trey Lance too? Because that's <laughs> going to be terrible for his development if he – only knows how to do wide receiver screens and slant routes. Like exactly. Did you have a whole new playbook for Jimmy? Like, like it doesn't make much sense to me. I don't know. Kyle I'm sick of this. I'm sick of Kyle Shanahan's a mastermind. He's not. Yeah, no, he's not a mastermind. He's, he's a good coach, but uh, he's got a lot of flaws. Um, you know, sometimes he doesn't know how to coach with the lead, like in the multiple Super Bowls. Sometimes he doesn't know to 
coach from behind. So I think, yeah, he, he's definitely one of those guys that he gets that mastermind tag, but not. I think he's a recently. bottom half of coaches easily. True, like not even really close to me, and I'd be willing to argue with anyone on that. But I'd put him right in that like mid middle tier, like yeah, thirteen to. 18 around there he's definitely not this top five coach that everyone makes him out to be i i think <laughs> you have a better argument of him as bottom five than top five truthfully i really don't think he's good that's hey i mean still no super bowl so i mean but he, so we're both going casey yes i'm gonna go casey as well it's it's very tough to see them losing back-to-back games niners as well but pat mahomes he doesn't lose back-to-back games very often, and I don't see it happening here either. So, Casey. Yeah. Next up, Chargers at home, minus six and a half versus Seattle. Chargers don't look good, really. I know they're four and two, but they are three and zero. Oh, one once since they've been using Eckler. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I'm going Seattle. I really like that finally Kenneth Walker is the running back. He was mm-hmm. my favorite running back in the class. He's been very good for them. Yeah. Gino also I'm not I'm not going to be like these delusional people that are like he's number 1 in passer rating or whatever the stats are, right? Like he's good. Yeah. I I wouldn't consider Gino a bottom tier quarterback like you would heading into the season. Mm-hmm. He's a serviceable quarterback. Definitely. And they have a lockdown corner in Tariq Woolen, I would say. Yeah, I mean. He's been he, fantastic. I saw he already tied Richard Sherman's uh, rookie interception total with four. So, I mean, he's been balling, absolutely. Yeah, he's not He's not the best rookie corner. We know who that is. Of course. Jack, Jack yeah. Jones, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of good rookie corners. It's, it's pretty absurd. But yeah, – um, Mar- Marcus Jones had a good game. Uh, Marcus had, Jones had a good game. We obviously know that they didn't call, but I mean, you know. We obviously know about Sauce. Stingley's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of good corners in this rookie class. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm also going to go with the Seahawks here. The Chargers defense has not looked very good, and Gino has been able to pass the ball on – bad defenses so far this year so and like you said Kenneth Walker looked really good um so Seattle they should be able to go in here and cover this um Chargers should not be getting this many points against a 500 team I don't think so yeah I'm gonna go with Seattle here as well uh be able to cover this six and a half they're they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be and a lot of people as well so they're definitely silencing that noise um and look looking good yeah two games left these games aren't great and I was like why and it's because the two best teams in the NFL are on by in the Eagles and the Bills but moving on Miami is favored by seven and a half at home versus Pittsburgh absolute stay away no way um is it going to be – I think they're thinking it's Tua. Yeah, he's 
they said that they expect him to be able to go on Sunday. So we'll see, I guess, but should be Tua. I'm going Miami. I think those receivers are going to absolutely feast on that Pittsburgh defense. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the uh, Dolphins. And, you know, we've gotten screwed. Well, I've gotten screwed by the Steelers every week so far on this podcast. Um, so I'm expecting it to happen again. Uh, but, yeah, this I think the Steelers got their big uh, underdog win last week against the Bucks, so don't see it happen again here. And Tua back for the Dolphins, that's a very good sign. Should be able to, uh, like you said, Tyreek and Waddle should be able to absolutely feast on this defense. So I'm going with uh, Miami to cover that spread. Yep. All right, final game, New England at home, minus 7.5 versus Chicago. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to be that guy. It matters who the quarterback is in my mind. Definitely. If Zappi is the quarterback, I'm 100% positive in the Patriots, believe it or not. And that is not to say I think Zappi should start. I'm simply saying Mac off of the ankle injury, I'm not sure what to expect. He's had a bunch of dumb turnovers. And the whole reason the Patriots have been successful with Zappi is because they go, don't turn over the ball. The defense and special teams will be the reasons we win the game and we're going to run the ball. And that's like been the formula. Mm-hmm. And I know it'll work against Chicago because they've played two terrible teams before. So why wouldn't it work against arguably a worse team than both of them? Yeah. So is that be I'm confident in the spread with Mac? I'm worried about dumb turnovers, but I'm still going to go New England. Basically, if I knew Zappy was in, I'd call it a lock. Mm-hmm. but I don't, and I'm worried Mac will do some stupid interceptions. Hopefully not. Yep. Um, I'm also going to go New England here. Uh, like you said, I, it, should, it should still be zappy because New England is seemingly trying to uh, give Mac his time uh, to be able to get healthy, get back to 100%. He, I'm not sure if he, he pr- will probably be the starter when he comes back. Um, but should. Yeah. Zappy has looked real good. Um, he just hasn't made any dumb mistakes, dumb rookie mistakes like we've seen uh, from other rookie quarterbacks. Um, and yeah, that like you kind of talked about with that, the Giants, Jets, Patriots, they all play kind of the same, you know, don't don't make mistakes. Let the defense, uh, let the running game win you those games. And Zappy should continue to. I mean, like you said, the Bears don't scare me because the the Cleveland and the Lions defenses didn't scare me either. So <laughs> Zappy should be able to keep keep it going. And you know they're on a roll. They're looking good. So uh, I'm also going to go with the Pats here. And like. Like I said, I just never bet against the Pats, so I would have gone them anyway, but yeah. Yeah. I'm also not, like, outrageous in saying the Jets, Giants, and Pats play, like, similar, right? Like, I think – Oh, yeah. I think it's a good comparison. I think it's pretty apparent. and Because I just never haven't heard anyone, like, mention that, but to me it's very obvious. It's like the three are now well-coached teams winning because of their defense and special teams and their QBs not making mistakes. 
Exactly. The Pats are based on statistics and rankings are like the fourth best team in the NFL, which take it with a grain of salt because two of their best performances are against garbage. But yeah. um, those yeah. three t- teams are on the right trajectory right now. Definitely. You've, you've seen it with the, the Giants and the Jets pretty, pretty much all year, uh, especially these past few weeks. And it seemed like the Pats were getting away from it a bit at the beginning of the year. They were kind of trying to, unleash Mac a little more instead of simplifying it. And now that they have Zappy in there, they've gotten back to, you know, just simplifying it, really trying to make it easy on the quarterback and the defense to win those games. I'm, I'm hoping that once Mac comes back and is healthy, that they go back to that because it's clearly working. And I don't know why they went away from it for those first few games, but it's, it's definitely working for Zappy right now. And, you know, should be able to keep it going against a, another bad team in the Bears. To be fair with Mac, what I do want to say, the goal with Mac as your quarterback is that he's a Super Bowl quarterback. For sure. And in order to be a Super Bowl quarterback, you need to add some things to your game, like being able to have multiple reads, multiple options. The coach needs to have more trust in you. And I think this year they were trying to get to that point and they were opening up the playbook more for him and allowing him to take a lot of shots. There's a reason he has a lot more deep throws, a lot more big impact plays. He has more big impact plays than last year, and he has more turnover-worthy plays. It's it's a give and a take. So I think they are trying to learn from that. Definitely. With Zappi, it was just steer the ship to wins right now, so we're going to go back to making it simple for him. He's not doing a ton of reads. I'm still one who's going to acknowledge and say what he's done is very impressive and should be acknowledged as impressive and something that Pats fans should be excited about. Yeah. I want to ask you one more thing before we get into our final decisions on locks. Yeah. I said this in the Pats review, which is out now, and I got laughed at for asking this question, but I think it's a very good question. Okay. What do you think is Bailey Zapp's trade value now if they were to trade him tomorrow or something? I mean, so he was a fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I still don't think you could get a first or a second because it's still like people understand that Bill Belichick has done this so many times with different quarterbacks. You know, Mac came in last year as a rookie and looked really well. And that's nothing against Mac, Um, but he's done this, you know, with Matt Castle, with Jimmy G, Jacoby Brissett. And then, you know, those guys have, good careers outside of that, but I don't think it, I I think you could get maybe a second or a third for Zappy at this point, but two games kind of seems like a bit of, and he he's been great, a a lot better than expectations. A lot of people had for him, but it just seems a bit too reactionary to say you could get a first or like a high second for him. So I think maybe a third, maybe a second for if a team's really desperate to, for a quarterback. What, what did you say? I think second. Yeah. I mean, you got Castle for a second. Granted, he had a whole year of playing. Jimmy G really only had one and a half games as the Patriots starter, which is less than Zappy. Yeah. His first game was more game managing. Yeah. Um, Really, that it was it was a team when he had some good throws, kind of similar to Bailey Zapp's game against Detroit. 
The second game, they really let him loose. I think he had three TDs and like 200-plus yards after a half. Similar with Zappi, had 300-plus yards, two touchdowns. Zappi's on the first year of his rookie deal, so there's a ton of team control with a very cheap contract. So I think a second-round pick is very reasonable. My whole point of saying it is this Bailey Zapp experiment, you've already gone your return on investment, and it's something worth noting. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. my whole point. But Yeah, I don't think it's crazy to say a second. It's just – Third team would do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Third seems a little more reasonable to me, especially with the rookie class coming in next year, how stacked it's supposed to be. So I'm not sure that a team would be willing to part with a second round pick, especially with that deep class next year. But who knows? Yeah. Teams, and I'm not saying it's a dumb decision, but teams make reactionary and, you know, dumb decisions all the time. So who knows? It is possible. And, like you said, down the road, in a couple of years, maybe if 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 it if Mac is the guy, and then you want to trade Zappy, I think possibly in a year or two you could possibly get a second for him. I mean, I'm just saying it's Rogers last year in Green Bay. They're not going to have as good a pick, but no. Let's true. get into the locks just so we can wrap this up. Mm-hmm. I had only mentioned Vegas. I added my two. Dallas is my favorite pick, minus six and a half over the Lions. That's my lock to locks. And then I'm adding Green Bay. So those are three. Game of the week, I'm going to go with. All right, so I I had Uh, Titans and the Raiders, right? Yes. So for my third lock, so for my lock of locks, I'm going to go with the Titans. Just off of by Mike Vrabel, I think. They'll have them uh, fired up for sure. Um, and then my third lock, I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm okay. falling the trap, baby. Just going for it. Fair enough. So my game of the week, I'm going to say is Atlanta-Cincinnati. Hey. <laughs> Just we'll got a feeling it's going to be a good game. I don't know. We'll see if they can uh, live up to that uh, undefeated against the spread still. Because, so. hey, when I took the obvious choice, it's been wrong. True, true. And I, I guess I'll go – I don't know if it's obvious, but I'm going to go with the Niners uh, yeah. Chiefs game, probably the obvious choice, you know. Yep. Both those teams really need a win coming off a loss, so should be a, a good battle. And, yeah, I'm hoping for a high-scoring game, but every time I hope for that, it seems like it's not, so – I'm hoping for a low-scoring game. Let's say that. <laughs> All right, Nate. Appreciate you joining. Hopefully, we can get our records up. We can get some undefeated uh, weeks here, but uh, we'll see. So uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be it from us. Take care, everyone, and uh, see you next time. See you.